welcome to the Gyrex podcast. This episode is dedicated to amplifying the voices of women in tech through our Gyrex Voices, Women in Tech campaign. Join us as we explore the inspiring stories, innovative ideas, and impactful contributions of women shaping the future of technology within the Gyrex ecosystem. From groundbreaking innovations to personal journeys of success, Tune in and be inspired by the diverse perspectives and achievements of these women. In this episode, we speak with Ana Garcia Robles, Secretary General of the Big Data Value Association, or BDVA. Your host for this episode is Alexandra Simeonka, Events and Communications Manager at GaiaX. Okay, let's start with a brief introduction of yourself, Anna, your role in the GAIX community, as well as your current position in the tech sector. So, hello, good afternoon. So, yes, I'm Anna Garcia, and I'm, I'm Spanish. <laughs> uh, and I work for an international organization called uh, Big Data Value Association, and it's uh, quite a large uh, association community of both industry and research. Uh, that jointly collaborate on topics of data and AI, mainly bringing all this good collaborative research into into market, into making the companies more competitive, into really bringing value in all the different sectors, uh, etc. And uh, in this role as Secretary General of BDVA, that is the name of the organization, I collaborate uh, very closely with GaiaX. So I'm not part directly of the community as a member, but we collaborate very closely, the two organizations, mainly under the scope of what we call the Data Spaces Business Alliance, where we also join forces with other communities like uh, FIWARE, International Data Spaces Association. And we are here together uh, in a very... Very important adventure, uh, really, to make data spaces happen. And also under this collaboration, I have to interact a lot with with the members of Gaia, the community, the hubs. And of course, we participate together in projects, in particular uh, data spaces support center, where we contribute a lot uh, uh, with together with Gaia and, and common members as well. Can you briefly walk us through your career and share with us uh, moments or experiences that influenced you to choose this path? Of course. So I think my my interest for technology and science started uh, when I was already a kid. So uh, as a kid, I, I was one of those kids that uh, like uh, mathematics, science, technology, maybe like a bit less other subjects that are not connected with it. So I was always on, on that side of, of really wanting to do um, something in, in, in the field. It's true that there are, at the same time I had big passion for music. And I actually one of the moments important in my career was the decision of what I wanted to study, whether to study in engineering or to continue with the music. And finally, I, I decided to continue both. Uh, but it was one of the moments in my life that, of course, defined all my career is to start my, my engineering degree and finalize it. And that was opened uh, doors to me uh, to, to my next stage that it was uh, to start working. And I started uh, working in industry when at the time that the telecommunication industry was really booming, in particular mobile um, operators. And I I had the opportunity to join one of them. I I actually worked for many years in, in Vodafone. 
uh, first in Spain and, and thanks to the fact that it was a multinational, I had the opportunity to work in different countries at a global level, also to move to fantastic countries like New Zealand and work there for a few years. And um, of course, this this period was a very important period of my career. It's your first years. It was a very technical job, always under the, the, the design uh, departments working uh, low level with technology and uh, really implementing testing and uh, but the, the industry was booming so there were a lot of opportunities and that gave me the opportunity to really grow quite quickly uh, really experiment in different positions and as I mentioned it was great to to have this possibility to uh, to travel and to work with people from everywhere which uh, that was a very important part of my life as that opens your opens your mind and that, that has determined my whole career. Another important part in my career, I think after quite a many years working in, in this domain, and as I said, in taking different uh, technical roles, um, I had this need to do something for myself, something different. Uh, I think it's when we all have this uh, desire to be entrepreneurs. Um, and also at the same time, I experienced more and more this need of, of connecting technology with people. So I, I was working too much into in the, the engineering and I had very little contact with, with the real world, uh, so to speak of in particular, the impact that everything that I was doing was having into, into I was very interested into people and society. So then I decided to set up my own um, uh, my own startup, so to speak, my own business. I left the large industry. That was a very important moment uh, because, of course, you need to face, uh, you grow in a, in a large company and suddenly everything is new. But that was a very important moment in my career because this desire of bringing um, a technology and, and, and people and value together has defined the rest of my career since then. Uh, I was really, uh, I can't say lucky or maybe I... Uh, but yeah, I find that like a, a very good adventure that thanks to my uh, own initiative, I started uh, uh, working uh, with um, applied uh, research organizations that were actually bringing uh, technology into people. And it was very funny because at the beginning, um, uh, you know, the, the projects that we had were very related to how to uh, bring technology to people. And for me, every new project, it was just only to make an architecture, to put boxes with with boxes, functional boxes, interfaces, all these kind of things. But I had to learn to really work with multidisciplinary teams with um, to, to change completely my, my perspective that this was not only about uh, architectures and how to test and implement and what technologies you put into service, but how people are affected, how they use it, <clears throat> how they really... Um, yeah, how they experiment everything that you are doing. And actually, at that time, I started to navigate the world of what is called the living labs and uh, a more human-centered uh, view of the technology. Uh, it was at that time I learned a lot. I had to change completely my perspective of what technology means. It's not only the the, the the technical aspects of the technology. So that was another important change. And thanks to uh, to this uh, part of my career, I started to enter in contact with associations in um, at the European level. I had the opportunity to work for many years for the European Network of Living Labs, and that was an excellent opportunity to really learn uh, how 
the need that we we have to bring instruments or to define instruments that uh, bring technology to people in a way that we can make them part of the, this digital transformation. So it was an excellent, um, really, experience with many projects and, and very good partners all over Europe with this mindset of really um, connect people with technology, with very grassroots uh, initiatives. And from that, because I have to say I have passion for technology, uh, uh, is when I started to work with Big Data Value Association that uh, has given me really the opportunity to keep working uh, really with my in full contact with all the new technologies, with everything that is going to happen in the data economy, artificial intelligence, and work with uh, very good professionals in research and industry, but at the same time, uh, always having a sense of how we are going to use these technologies with many different projects, adventures, and, and many things that are happening every every day. And that's there where I'm, I'm myself at this very moment. What challenges have you encountered, Anna, as a woman working in the tech industry, maybe in, uh, in this first part of your career that you mentioned that was intense, but later as well? And how did you overcome them? Well, thank you for the question. It's, it's a good question, but I have to say that the first part of my career that uh, I initiated in my own country, in Spain, at that time, there were so many women, uh, in at least in my country, in this uh, uh, studying and really uh, working in engineering um, uh, positions, and even very young women with very uh, with relevant positions. And then at that time, the challenge, it was yourself, not because you were man or women it was because the job was demanding and you really need to do the to learn and and to really to grow so i have to say at that time uh, it was more um the challenges the challenges that you find at the initial steps in your career and how you need to really quickly adapt uh, quickly adapt to all the changes um, I have to say that it's actually when I started to work more at international level and to travel more in in, in the other parts of uh, in, of uh, Europe that I actually found myself so many times uh, in meetings where I was the only <laughs> the only um, woman in the um, in the room. And uh, one of the things that I still I remember that everybody thought that I was the lady from marketing with a lot of respect. I love marketing, but I don't know why by default everybody had to think that that's because I'm female or I'm working in this domain and this domain. That, of course, I had to overcome that kind of not anger, but that sense of why do you need to you know, why it's, it's needed to put these labels of what you do, depending on whether you are a man or woman. Uh, but everything went well. Uh, I don't think I had uh, major uh, challenges related to the fact that I'm um, a woman, except when I became a mother. Uh, but I think that happens with mothers and fathers all over the world, uh, that when you are passionate with a job and you work in a demanding uh, position, so it's difficult to combine the maternity and then the, the to be with your, with your children, with your work. Uh, how I overcome that with a lot of support from the father, I have to say. So that was also good for me. That's nice. <laughs> Did you have any role models that influenced you to choose this path? And how important do you think it is for women to have strong female role models around them? 
Thank you. I, I'm one of those persons that <clears throat> don't have one or two role, role models. There are people who actually, yes, they have one, man or woman, it doesn't matter. And <clears throat> this helps them in, in their career or to, to chase their, their path. In my case, inspiration always came um, through people working close to me. Uh, and in particular, as I mentioned before, I've been very lucky at the beginning of my career, for instance, in having many talented women around me uh, that were always a source of inspiration, but I have them around and um, uh, and that uh, was always very, very important for me to be surrounded by men and women and for professionals that are really very inspirational. Um, actually, for me, always the, the motivation comes uh, from that, for really admire the people that I have around me. Um, and uh, that's the way it works for me. Um, I have to say, for instance, in the data spaces support center, I mentioned before, um, and in general, in the data space domain, there are a lot of talented women, a lot. And um, that's something that uh, also helps me a lot these days because that gives a lot of motivation. And to the question of how important this is for um, for other women to have uh, strong women or, you know, taking um, uh, positions in industry, of course, is important. I think it's important that there are uh, as many women taking responsibility important positions in companies, the more inspired you feel um, and the more talented women you have around uh, the same. So those roles are important, uh, but I have to say in my case, I was not driven by a particular name that I can tell you I'm not that kind of person. Okay, now uh, how important do you think is diversity and inclusion in the tech and science sectors? It's a good question and I think it's actually very, very important. In particular, diversity, uh, well, inclusion as well, but uh, I will talk about the two. Well, I'm a person that believes in diversity. <laughs> I don't believe so much in unification and, and having just uh, everything the same. I think diversity is what make us, uh, uh, makes the world the world and what makes, for instance, Europe, Europe, and what makes us all um, uh, people. And I think diversity is important to also um, looking more at the at the needs uh, within companies, within association, within communities, uh, to have all these different perspectives, um, because more and more we are working in this adoption of technology. We see how technology is really transforming completely uh, our, I mean, people, governments, everything. So we really need to have this sense of, not sense, but reality in diversity to make sure that technology really creates uh, that we deliver technology for good. Uh, inclusion, I think, is also important. If we somehow um, uh, open doors to all kind of, uh, you know, gender backgrounds, I think that's also important. For instance, if we look at um, even AI companies, artificial intelligence companies, I think this inclusion and also this diversity can really help to mitigate bias. Uh, and mitigate uh, other issues because when you have, in particular, in management positions, people with these different um, backgrounds and different ways to, to to understand the world, then you can really work in a in a technology that is more neutral and more fair. Thank you, Anna. Uh, do you have any advice for young women and girls that would like to enter and work in uh, in this field? Yes, I think the the sooner they start, the better. Um, 
in my opinion, I think even in the schools and uh, primary and secondary, uh, we should bring more more topics about uh, uh, critical thinking, uh, how the society has been transformed with with you know technologies like data in this case, artificial intelligence, and I think it's important that they know this is something that they like. Uh, they they don't hesitate. The important thing is they don't hesitate. They don't follow just the majority because maybe the majority of the of the friends go in a different path. If this is something that they like, they need to follow their passion. This is also a bit of a passion. Technology is a bit of a passion, and we need to to see it that way. And um, I think it's very important that uh, young um, young people, young girls or, or girls in general, who really uh, like uh, science and technology, they also find other friends that like this. Because of course you, yeah, uh, they, they they need to find support in friends, in parents, in family, uh, to make sure that uh, that they feel confident in in their path. Now let's finish with a funny question. Uh, if you could choose a, a superpower to make your work in the tech uh, even more incredible, what would it be and how would it help you tackle the challenges of the digital world? Well, I think uh, I would love to have several digital twins of myself. <laughs> and uh, that would help me first to do my work better because then uh, you have really the time that each of the uh, topics that we need to to, to address is, is is fully addressed and uh, yeah i always think that i would love to have these two or three other annas uh, that help me to be everywhere um or at least in those places where really i want to be and also yeah maybe with with family at the same time <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> Okay, uh, that's it. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you. Want to listen to more Gaia X podcasts? Visit our website, GaiaX.eu, and click on Podcasts in the Media drop down menu.